I just really like this book. No, but I think we have to intro before we can start talking about the book. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Hi, you're listening to the Peter Rabbit Hole. This is where you With Annika. Your- <laughs> and Katie. We're going to take it professionals. To- <laughs> professionals. <laughs> Welcome to a deep dive down a very short book. Oh, oh shit. And not knocking over my tall coffee, I knocked over my old paint water. Oh no. Don't worry, I just splashed it on the random stack of watercolor paper I like to leave in the most hazardous part of my desk. <laughs> Does that count as an intro? I think that's a perfect intro. (laughs) Good. What are we reading today, Annika? Today we are reading The Little Mouse, The Red Ripe Strawberry, and The Big Hungry Bear by Don and Audrey Wood, illustrated by Don Wood. So it is one of my very favorite books. This is this was neat because this is the first book we've covered that I have not read at all. It's a new thing mm-hmm. for me. Did you have this book since you were super little? Yes. It it feels uh, like a it is my my copy my copy is um from 1984 apparently, which is 3 years before I was born, so I'm not sure how that works, but I I can vaguely remember reading this like I was lit a little. Oh, what's funny is my copy is from 1984 too, which means it is, I have a long, good run at the library. Oh, I think it may have only been printed the once. Honestly. Possibly. I've looked, yeah, I've looked for it on the internet uh, for other people Mm -hmm. and it's uh, not readily available. We could always say like what we like. My version came from the library, mm-hmm. and a hard back, and you can be like, "Mine is mine from childhood." My yes, this is mine. It is also a hardback, um, and the color is smooshing on the end pages. Is it? Yeah, I've got uh, like red smudges Aww. on the paper from the from the back. It has been well-loved, although not chewed on. <laughs> it was, is that an element of many of your books? Some of them. Sometimes you love it so much, you have to put it in your mouth. I don't know. We constantly, constantly were having to tell Avery, stop putting things in your mouth. We have been playing a lot of Love Letter, which she has just learned, and she... Yeah loves it so much is so excited and we can't and she's so excited she keeps putting the cards in her mouth (laughs) amazing yes daniel told her that we could guess when she had the princess because she's extra excited so she has been working on her poker face when she has the princess it's very sweet that's adorable all right that that little tangent out of the way the synopsis is pretty short. Go for it. Nope. As the back of the book says, the little mouse will do anything to save his strawberry from the big hungry bear, 
the bear holds all the cards, but who is playing the fox's role? Which I find confusing because there's no fox. I guess I am the fox. You I are. Guess so. The book is about a small mouse with a strawberry. And the author or the reader of the book is convincing the, stra- the mouse to share his strawberry because otherwise a bear will get it. But there doesn't seem to actually be a bear. It's about lying. <laughs> yes, I feel like I even have a note about that when we get to the moral of the story. <laughs> but I, I have some fun facts about the author and illustrators. Mm. Um, they're actually quite a fun little cop, um, couple. The email that I didn't send you beforehand has a two-minute video interview with them, and they are super sweet. Adorable. All right, so... Uh, Audrey, not Aubrey. I always get those confused. Audrey. Mm-hmm. Audrey Wood um, is a fourth generation artist. Wow. Yes. She, when she was one year old, she lived as part of a circus because her dad, who was an artist, was making a living repainting the circus murals. And she tells interesting facts like stories of being in the circus, especially for having a memory as a one-year-old. At the age of two, her family moved to Mexico so her parents could study art. And so she, Mexico, Mexico, Spanish became her second language. Dawn Wood was born and raised in a small farm in central California. And then the sixth grade, this is his words, not mine, to his parents' dismay, decided to become an artist. And apparently, like, (laughs) on the farm, he, like, worked the farm. This was not the adorable farm of the hat. And he's like, I was in charge of multiple acres of potatoes. They didn't have, like, big enough paper for him to draw on. So on laundry day, their laundry would come in, like, giant folded up paper, his mom would iron it so he could have these giant sheets of paper to draw on. That's very cool. Isn't that adorable? Uh, Their son, Bruce, also illustrates some of their books. And according to, if I properly stock their um, Instagram account, they might live on a small Mm -hmm. farm in Hawaii now. Cool. Neat people. I feel like they would have a pretty interesting- I didn't even know. They even had other books. I love this book very, very much. And I don't think we ever read any other books by them. <laughs> oh, I have. Um, they also, too, had a very GeoCities website, which I went yeah. to. There are coloring sheets on this one as well. There is a sequel to The Little Mouse, Big Ripe Strawberry, and The Big Hungry Bear called Merry Christmas, Big Hungry Bear. <laughs> okay, so... This book came out when I was a year old, so like I was primed for this. I have never read yeah. any of their books, and they have a bunch of them. Also, huh. one one we might want to put on the list: the Christmas Adventure of Space Elf Sam. Yes, how does that I am not, intrigued? Right, much like Hedgy Blast Off. Can you tell I just edited the hat yep. like yesterday? Um, I was like, <laughs> this just sounds too weird not to dive into. Those were my fun facts. Cool. We talked about doing an art summary at the top. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This art is lovely and largely colored pencil 
paste? Yes. I if there's another medium in here, it's probably watercolor for like washes, but really a very distinctive color yeah. style. Uh, and no outline or no, no like ink lines, no. all color pencil. And I would say it's hybrid between it's sort of realistic looking, but in a softer, you mm -hmm. know, in a softened cartoon way, opposed to yeah. being photorealistic or this blob is now. Yeah. You know. I'd say it's yeah. just super indicative of like an 80s illustration. Like it, it's pretty, there's good detail. I find it soothing. Yeah, I can see why. Um, I just love color pencil dominant ones. Yeah, and like the way you can see the gestures and stuff. Yeah, it, it lends itself to like getting some nice movement lines. But this one doesn't actually have a yeah. lot of those except for just a couple. All right, shall we? Shall we plot? Yes. I feel like I already plotted. But well, uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on the plot? Yeah. I love it because I love this book. Uh, <laughs> it took me years to realize that there was no bear. Right. Opposed like, to. I remember distinctly being eight or nine and finding <laughs> this on my shelf again and being like, I'll read it, whatever. And being like, wait a minute, but there's no bear. They were lying. I was going to say, did, bear. You, like, it did you feel betrayed? I thought. I thought the author was being helpful because the bear was coming. Obviously there was a bear, but there's no bear. There's no bear. Nope, there's absolutely no There's a shadow no of a bear on the back of the book. But that's the only bear there is in the whole book. And I did not realize that for many years. I immediately, because like I said, I did not read this as a child. So my this is mm -hmm. my first experience. Um, and at first I'm like, oh, it's a little, little cutesy in the like, hello, little mouse, in the way of like the authors or the readers mm -hmm. talking mouse and the mouses are proud. And I was yeah. like, oh, we're going to do one of these, like really narrate what we're doing throughout the book, which is true. But yeah, immediately it's, it's like, Oh, but little mouse, haven't you heard about the big hungry bear? Oh, that bear loves you. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, there's <laughs> that a bear jerk. can smell a red ripe strawberry a mile away. And just no especially, matter. I, I think one of my favorite moments is the, especially one that has just been picked, <laughs> just as the mouse has picked the strawberry and his mouse is like, oh, oh no. I've made a mistake. It's whatever the mouse has done, the narrator is like, no, you've done the wrong thing. Wrong thing. Every He's time. Buried it in dirt. Can't He's hide like, it. Can't guard it. He's carrying his little key. Yep. He's locker. It's just, <laughs> and you're reading this and you're, and I was just like, this narrator's an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. How you've disguised it. And he's got the fake nose glasses on. That might be my favorite one. Oh, yes. Because it, it's just the most cliche mustache, eyeglass, yeah. furry eyebrows. I love that the mouse is also wearing yeah. a disguise at that moment. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do wonder where the, dis where the mouse found two disguise kits, one that is mouse-sized and one that is strawberry-sized. I had wondered that as well. 
um, and have some notes about the yeah. scale of things to discuss later. But yes, because some of them are great and some of them are like way off. Yeah, in like a, mostly in a really lovely way. But every now and then you're like, but where did this come from? Why yes. is that spoon so small? I. Okay, so, so we're here. Let's not pretend like we're going to post. Yeah. Because for the most part, I really love when you deal with little people like mice and rodents and they have a combination of using true to scale things for other objects. Yeah. Like the fact he's got a spool as a table. But at the same time, he has yeah. a mouse-sized kettle on the spool for the table, yeah. which is fun. But it does make you go, where did you find? Did you... Did you make it yourself? Do you have a tiny? Cause, yeah, because he's got a lot of a lot of things that are mouse sized. Yeah, and like maybe he just raided a, a um, oh like a, doll a dollhouse house mm. somewhere. Because he has an umbrella stand with mouse scales umbrella, and I kept being like, "That's quite the <laughs> the elaborate purchase for you to make." Yeah. Um, but also like this whole sort of idea of a mouse house in a tree. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very Beatrix Potter. Yes. It's that same sort of genre. And it's a thing that I love. Oh yeah. A lot. As, as much as I like to pick on the practicality, the fact that he has built himself a stone hearth fireplace, fireplace. in yeah. to a tree it's just so lovely it's just as a yeah. child what you want to believe little mouses absolutely like. but it does crack me oh oh since since we're into it let's see he has a birdhouse he has an itty bitty birdhouse in the back there and all i could think was uh sorry it's on the page that the strawberries all locked up locked um, up strawberry Oh, the birdcage, yeah. And all I could think was, what animal is smaller than you that you would keep in a birdcage? Fruit fly? That would be a pet you would want of choice or possibly a... It's also in his pantry, so is he possibly keeping a fresh meat supply in there? I think maybe it's for like a roly-poly bug or something. A mouse likes oh. to eat that. Okay. I just, I was very, you know, in the sense of yes. like, some things are real scale, some things are small. I'm like, okay, roly-poly bug. I could maybe see that. Yeah, it was just yeah. such a funny detail. The narrator is clearly a jerk out to steal the mouse's strawberry. Yes. And according to the back page, maybe we're a wily fox. I don't think we are, though. I think we're just being sneaky. In reading it, yeah. I was just kind of like, eh, this narrator is completely, completely gaslighting this mouse. Um, I mean, we only took half the strawberry. We didn't take the whole strawberry. We did, however, take half the strawberry. I don't know. Is, but, yeah, is but your... like, look at his tiny, look at his tiny bite that he's taking. He's so happy with his fork eating the strawberry like it's gonna take him a minute to eat half a strawberry it'll have uh, gone bad by the time he gets through the whole thing just because I had to you, you kept going with a good point but I kind of still had him like well are you a strawberry half full or a strawberry half empty 
<laughs> Sorry, it made me happy. I couldn't let go. Yeah. Um, yes, isn't there a law of nature you can't eat anything larger than yourself? Like your body can, your body can't physically hold more than you. I mean, yeah, well, I think that's only true for something. Wait, I mean, like you, you can watch like a snake swallow a thing that's significantly bigger than it. All right, but that's also a snake. But then it'll take it like a week to digest it. So I was just kind of wondering, like, what was this mouse going to do with all that strawberry? Yeah, which is four times its body mass at least i feel like i mean maybe it was gonna make jam <laughs> jam was my one suggestion Stra dried strawberry sticks right like that looks like it could feed that mouse for like a solid week yeah easy but again how long does it last because i don't think he has a tiny refrigerator in his pantry i don't think like so maybe an old-fashioned ice chest that he puts it in maybe Although, where would he get the ice for the ice box? Uh, good, good point. So, yeah, it, part of me just goes, oh, but what if he was going, okay. So what if he was going to make jam for it? And this terrible narrator has made him Has frantic, stolen all of his jam? Well, and panicked him that he had to, you yeah. know, glutton down half the strawberry and not have any preserves put aside for winter. That's true. What will the mouse do in the winter now that its <laughs> strawberry is gone? Also, he's picking from what seems to be a fairly established strawberry. Oh, I was thinking it was a strawberry patch. And I wondered, isn't mm. there other strawberries? I mean, I'm crap at growing strawberries, so I can only draw, grow like one to two strawberries <laughs> at a time. So maybe I'm being unrealistic that there are more <laughs> strawberries. Oh, uh, you know, I was thinking it was a strawberry. Yeah, I do wonder if you could go back for it. Hmm. I was thinking it was a strawberry field, but when I'm re-looking at the art, it's actually more like a strawberry plant in what seems to be like a clover field. Yeah, well, I think because it's right outside its tree, right? So I think it's just like a patch of maybe a couple of wild strawberries in with other okay. forest ground cover. Gotcha. So maybe there Although really is just Although it's very like... much a couple, but it's very much a like, it reads to me as a grocery store size strawberry rather than a wild strawberry. Because a wild strawberry would only be about one mouse size rather than four mouse size. I actually research research i googled a quick image search of mice with strawberries just because i was trying to make the scale of this thing yeah because a mouse is small but like I, like okay so i'm for our audio listeners not our patreon fans watching the video thing <laughs> there is no patreon like Okay, a half dollar, <laughs> there we go, is like the size of a mouse, right? Like if you were going to curl one up, half dollar, right? Yeah. Okay, so with straw, yeah, I feel yeah. Like we're, making a the same, we're making the same circle. Yeah. So a strawberry, Yeah. that would be a big strawberry. And this strawberry is like four times. So how, how big? It's like one of those gargantuan 
it has it has doubled you know those those ones you get in the carton at the grocery store and you're like oh no it's like three strawberries have fused together yes you know and they never taste any good when they do that they're always like no. completely underripe on the inside um, yeah because they've used all their energy to get big instead of to get delicious uh sounds like american produce <laughs> <laughs> So the summer we were in Paris, we did all of our sh um, shopping in the local markets, which, I mean, that stuff's tracked in from surrounding area. Yeah. Daniel always refers to the strawberries because they were little, but they were just as bright red on the inside as they were on the outside. And in like his head, that is still like the perfection of produce. <laughs> and I look at this mouse and the intense ripeness on the inside and out and go, I, I'm just not buying it for the scale of this wild strawberry. It's just a perfect, it's a perfect strawberry. That's why we're being jerks about stealing it because it's so good, right? Like it's so perfect. I will need you to reference the email I sent you of a mouse with a strawberry or like proper mouse of strawberry scale because it was important to me. I don't know, I didn't, I don't know if I got this email. All right, fine. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. It, it's I'm, from it's from the official podcast oh, account. I just hadn't looked yet. <laughs> I mean, that's a quite small strawberry, I think. No, that no. mouse has. I would say that is a standard mouse, and that is a standard. That's okay. a standard mouse, but a, a small strawberry. Look, it's also hard to find pictures of mouses with strawberries. Mainly you find tiny hamsters, which I kept being like, there. I clearly typed in mouse. Don't we? <laughs> Maybe I should have gone to a deeper image search than Google. What's the, um, oh crap. I was going to come up with the fancy library one that I used to use in grad school, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a paid subscription image search. Oh, maybe you can still get this book. You can still get this book. I just wasn't looking hard enough, apparently, last time I looked for it. That's great news. Everyone should go out and buy this book. You can also buy the art from the author's website. They have a fun, which is also really fun because the way you search through the images, you go to the book and they show, mm. they flip through the book of all of the pages that they have prints for sale. It's not quite That's the adorable. It is. It doesn't have the wording because I almost was like, oh, you can just read the book on, but they just show ah. that. Okay. So I guess the only, the last question um, I have about the plot, and it's not so much a question mm -hmm. as in, God, do I love this mouse problem solving for how he's going to keep his right. strawberry. Like he's really working hard at this. Yes. That's a very smart mouse. He runs it inside. He buries it in the dirt to hide it. Small thing on that. I get strawberries grow from the ground. He's a mouse, but I keep being like, no, don't get dirt all over your food. Like it bothers me. <laughs> I'm worried. I don't, I don't want the mouse to eat the dirty strawberry. He'll wipe, he'll wipe it off. I just, where is he going to get a wash basin big enough to, you know, do it, do it justice. That's all. Worried. He could do... It with a cloth. Yes, but like the scale of his hand, it would be like me sending Avery out there to buff a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> yeah, so he hides it, he locks it up with a key and a lock and sets tack traps. 
and he's got some tax or yeah I love the tax traps a lot I do too that's just a super fun also another good fun way of like how we're using full-scale human things with tiny yeah. mice in a tiny mice house and we discuss yeah. the strawberry disguise and then we hide it under a blanket because we've just panicked at this point because none of our ideas are working out and we're like oh no oh no he he is such a sweet clever mouse and i feel bad he's being taken advantage of by this narrator yes this was a concern i had but i still liked it i think because the mouse got half the strawberry that we did not it just okay we weren't like you should just give us the strawberry little mouse we'll take we care of this for you yeah just and he good. also looks quite happy sharing it he does uh, officially we're segueing into art yeah okay fabulous <laughs> because it was important to me we delineate <laughs> Yeah, the, his little face after he's cut the strawberry in half and the share with him, he's got such a big smile on his face. Such a big smile. And then he's so happy when he's got his candlelit strawberry dinner going. I do love that. Yeah. Gosh, it's just the most monstrous strawberry. It's like had he carved it's out the so center. Big. It, where he's cut it in half. I think had he carved out the center, it could have been a small boat. I do love his tiny candlesticks. They're so cute. They're so good. And then at the, the last page where he's extremely round in his hammock. Right. With the strawberry crown on his head. Oh, so good. Right, and I think it's because he's sated and like he's obviously had plenty of strawberry. I don't yes. feel so bad that we tricked him into giving me part of his strawberry. And it, it was on this last page that he's clearly falling into a food coma. That I was like, yeah. if if the mouse didn't have a food storage plan for the strawberry, what a shame yeah. it would have been wasted because clearly he ate so much. So much strawberry happened to that mouse. Yes. Oh, a funny, since, since we were just on the back page, the picture after, of the dining room table after he's done eating. Yes. What a murder scene that looks like. Right? <laughs> like there, it's a, just, the, things are tousled from earlier havocs and then the tablecloth is just covered. So just looks like a homicide happened. Yeah. Oh, and especially his napkin draped over the back of the chair, also the chair. with its own strawberry jam S stains. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that, like, he doesn't put away all of his ideas. Like, he tries the, he does the the boards that he's where during the guarding lock up the strawberry, yeah. guarding it portion he's like he's got like boards across his door and he's got some door boards propped up against the door to stop someone from coming inside and then in the next page you can't see it but you can see like the lock and the key and the tax in the background yes and then when he's panicking under the under the tablecloth all the tacks are in front of the fireplace and the door is still boarded up 
And the glass, and then it just the sky's glasses are hidden in the back too. Are in the background. Yeah, I yeah, and then the door, the door just stays boarded up until he's done eating the strawberry, and then he goes outside to his hammock because he's like, "Well, you can't get the strawberry now because it's in me." Right. So there. Uh, yeah, I really loved watching all of the chaos accumulate around him as well. Those are just really like yeah. fun details of like I feel like when you're like com- creating a complete world. I did wonder a little bit. Where else would he have put those things? Right. Um, It does make me wonder, where does he often store his human slash strawberry scale disguised glasses normally? I do wonder that also. I just want to know where they came from. Yeah. um, Why does he have two disguises of such different sizes? Yeah, It's like he's done this before. Does he, you know, like, <laughs> I just, yeah, of all the other random yeah. things I can like see, like where things were useful and weird purposes, but I'm like, nope, giant comedy disguise glasses. That seems really specific use. Yep. And to have his own skin size. <laughs> I think that's why it's such a good minute though, because everything else is so reasonable that it it makes comedy of it better right and it's also the third thing he tries right for your which is the most right and so he tries burying and then he tries guarding and then he tries yeah and then he tries disguises and that's silly right your your so it feels right yeah, because in the two previous ones, yeah. like his shovel is a spoon, completely tracks with how we imagine, you know, imagine like the borrowers and that kind of thing. Although I also like that in the garden, you can see a lot of his house in where he's guarding the strawberry. In the kitchen area, he's got his his human knife like all up against the wall. It's you see it has t- yeah the it tiny stays. braces for it. That's lovely. So that you can see how he got paring knife that's big enough to open the strawberry right see how it would be useful to have a human scale yeah. knife in your house as a mouse <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna say as a human and i was like i think that's just like a really big sword katie <laughs> like a really big sword but what if we like had a, a jrpg sword but what if we had a mouse scaled knife in a human house Oh, wait, we do. It's Avery's Barbie knife. And I'm always about to vacuum that thing up. <laughs> it's big. And it's a knife. Like, I mean, a butter knife. But I'm like, why does why does Barbie have a knife? Uh, for a table setting. It's not like a butcher uh, knife. Actually, a butcher knife would have, to me, been more fun for like, then Barbie can cook <laughs> in the kitchen opposed to just having four tiny knives and four tiny forks <laughs> and four tiny spoons. That I'm pretty sure I've just vacuumed up two thirds of them at this point. Yeah, seems reasonable. Also, that would imply I vacuum way more often than I do. They're just that easy to suck up. <laughs> uh, oh, one page I really want to note that's um, fun. And I feel like the only departure in the art is the page where he's trying so hard yes. to grab off the strawberry that he is vibrating and the strawberries vibrating <laughs> and the, his little ladder he used to climb on the strawberries vibrating and I was just like this is some real intensity we have captured here right 
He's so desperate. So desperate. And then it's it's funny to me that then none of the other pages ever have that in, even close to that intensity of motion that this one page is <laughs> noteworthy. And the mouse feels slightly kangaroo in shape to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot of times on mice when in storybooks when we need them to be more vertical. Yeah. And also you just get some, it's, I don't know, it's something about the ears to hips to tail, just always. Yeah. Which is not something I dislike at all. I just always like, no. oh, it's a little kangaroo mouse. Well, he does also, he, he's got a very naked tail. He does. Isn't which implies what, rat. What, what do mice... I thought mice tails were still pretty naked. They're pretty naked, but not as naked. I'll be honest. My... They're also, they also don't tend to be as long. It's this extremely long tail. Mice yeah. tails. Which makes for really good expressions. Yes, especially, like, it's just a lot of character in there, especially when it gets scared yeah. and it, like, snaps right out. I have Googled mice tails and they seem to be pretty wow they are longer uh-huh than i was thinking and they also seem to be fairly bald too than expected yeah apparently my dad had mice as pets when he was very wee uh-huh. and which i find funny because my mother would not allow any pet that was remotely rodent-esque no hamsters no ferret like nothing <laughs> Uh, to be fair, dogs were the only pet allowed, except for every mm-hmm. once in a while that fish that lasted two weeks from the fair. Yeah, fair. We had a hamster for a second. I thought you said, and hipster. then we had a. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, hipster hamster. Remember, is my best friend's gerbil that we babysat. And then our cat scared it to death. Literally? Or just? Yes. Um, oh, shit. First it escaped. Okay. And got into the heating vents and almost made it into the furnace. And my dad was in the basement, like, banging on pipes to try and scare it in the other direction. <laughs> and we got it out of the pipes and back into it. This might have been a different gerbil. But I'm pretty sure it was all the same gerbil. It was an eventful couple of weeks. And then we got the gerbil back in the cage. And then if I remember right, the cat just kept sort of looming and the gerbil was kind of elderly. And then the gerbil was dead. <laughs> also, if the gerbil went through the heating pipes and your dad's attempt was to scare it out the other direction. Well, you're gonna do it was like we could hear it scampering towards the furnace i'm just saying maybe the cat's not a hundred percent to blame maybe you were already a bit razzled nerves yeah it was a rough time any any last art feelings i don't think so it's just nice to look at i like the details i like the soft focus i I like the the like shading scribbles in the leaves the the thing i really love about when you do colored pencils is so often you do um a contrasting color for highlight and shadow 
which always just makes things seem a little more whimsical when you've got this whole like shaded green area, but like you've used a little red in there to um, pull it out. Oh, did you notice? I'm just seeing this. Um, The his little spool side table has dancing mice with canes on it. Yes, that is quite. (laughs) Do you think he must have painted that detail on right? I can't imagine. The manufacturer but it of came school. that way. Yeah, I mean, it might have. It just seems like a super decorative thing to like discover at the end of your spool. No, I think he might have done that himself. Well, isn't he creative? The the rhythm and um the the, the feel of the book. Out I your think mouth. it's nice. Yeah. I think it's nice to read because you're like, it's very much you're talking to the mouse, which is a little bit surprising. So it feels like it's you, but you're not sure what you're going to say next. It is, um, it is one that it, it requires you to be like, as, as the reader to a child, I yeah. feel like it requires you to be a little bit more fun. Like, especially yes. when you get to the page where he's really foreshadowing the bear coming and it's like, boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then later on, it's like snip, snip, snip. And I feel like if you pansy out on that, you just sound dumb reading it. Like the book yes. makes you. I feel like it's, it's maybe benefits from a pre-read if you're going to be doing a performance of it. <laughs> Probably. Well, I should, sorry. I felt like that was like the most apo- most theatrical interpretation of reading a children's book. <laughs> I'm just saying you might want to glance over your script before you do it because it's you talking. And if you're surprised about what you're saying, it's a hard to sell. I do have a very good book for us to do one time. That'll be hard. It's a, it's a book of silly words, but it is, Mm. it's one of those where there is something, there's nothing quite like reading it for the first time to your kid and being like, what the crap have I gotten myself into? (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a good book as an early reader to read to themselves. Mm. The pages are short. It's not super, super easy where you just describe the thing on the page word for word, Mm -hmm. but it uses, it seems so long when you say it, the bear loves red, ripe strawberries. But every time we describe the strawberry, it's red, ripe strawberries. So red, even though it's a long phrase. Yeah. And that's a, true. And a lot of pages have like a sentence to them. Yeah. Again, for like, if you're an early reader, I think especially if you grew up the, with this book, it would be such a good one to start reading to yourself. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, I have, I have Avery's review of the book because we read it together. Oh, yes. How does Avery feel about this book? It was, it, it was not one of her top 10. Uh, we read it and she went, yeah. that was short. That's it. <laughs> so, it is perhaps a little young for an Avery. 
I, I think so. Sometimes I call my niece on FaceTime and I read her mm. stories and she's three years old. And I was just thinking, I really need to call and read this to her before I return it because I think it's like yeah. the perfect age to introduce this to. Yeah. Because yeah. you can mostly understand what's happening. And you're not just like looking at the pictures and listening to a noise. Um, And it's also, she would not see the malice in the narrator yet. Yeah. (laughs) Avery did think, I forget her exact wording, but like her essential thought was like, there's not much plot to it. I was like, there's, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) The experience is not the plot. It's, this poor little mouse. And she gave it a little tis tis tisk with a finger. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> In her defense, I had kept being like, Do you have any thoughts you would like to share? Yeah. And she was just like, <laughs> essentially, well, if you're going to push me to have a review. <laughs> Our last point the moral or message of the story. You should probably lie to a mouse. (laughs) So my first quick thought was sharing is good. I don't don't buy it. No, I don't think that's the message. I think you can, you can get there if you try really hard, but I think mostly you're just tricking a mouse. I, I, my, my official moral was you can trick small creatures into doing what you want if you scare them with a fictitious boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, not a bad lesson for parents, I guess. Yes, it has worked in the past. <laughs> um, be, because now is now... I was just like, man, we are just gaslighting this poor mouse and apparently proof that it works. <laughs> Other than that, a delightful little story. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Have I done it? Have I ruined your childhood book for you? Nope. I think there are times that books that you loved as your childhood, even as you get old, and I. I think this is best summed up by us doing uh, Frank and Ernest. If you love them when you were a child, even looking back, you're always like, nope, I love it and it's mine. No one can tell me otherwise. Yeah. It might be real weird, but I don't care. It's mine. I really enjoyed it. And I think had I kno- had it been mine when I was little, I would have been quite the fan of this book. There's just something fun about it because like you're not in it with the mouse you're in it against the mouse a little bit yes I think you brought up really well like it's not overly sinister the mouse gets half of it he seems pleased to share uh the one thing that nagged me later he's real full at the end yeah we we've talked to other than possibly being short his jam supply now Oh, the only thing I wonder is the the more I started to think about the narrator, and I think it's interesting because lots of books have a narrator that speaks to the character. 
Like that's not a new concept in kids' books. But the fact that the narrator yeah. gets the strawberry, that like you're pulled into the physical world. Yeah. It does something weird, like breaking the fourth wall in a new way. And then you wonder, like, who is, who is, who are we? Yes. Like, is it me? Is it, so, am I someone else? Am I a woodland creature? Right. Am like, I am a, a people? Am who I am a I? fellow mouse? Also, how did I, do we have a prior relationship? That I have yeah. won the trust of this mouse. And also, when we're guarding it, I, I, the narrator, have been invited in the locked door. Yeah. Which, something about transitioning in there made me just feel like, stand me, I'm, I'm really taking a personal connection. In this. Yeah. <laughs> like, standard, <laughs> omnipotent narrator, you know, yeah. thing. But there's something about, like, when the mouse hands the reader, the narrator, the strawberry, it's like... Yeah. Do I, do I exist in the physical world? Or am I? Should I have a strawberry in my hand? Right. <laughs> that was it. That was my last big, big thought. Mostly, it makes me sad that uh, currently there are no strawberries to be had in the grocery stores in Montreal that I have been to that aren't garbage looking. Oh. We, like, mean, really expensive and disappointing. Oh. We have them. They're just disappointing. Luckily, yeah. Avery will eat a strawberry no matter how white it is on the inside. So <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> um, I just don't, I don't want to pay six bucks for disappointing garbage strawberry. No. Yeah. No, you do not. Any last thoughts? Okay. I think that was sort of it. I think we gave a, a lot of thoughts to a book that really takes like four minutes to read that sounds about right yeah the one thing that is funny i'm realizing is if you compare the front cover to the back cover they tell two mm -hmm. different stories one a sweet little mouse with a giant strawberry and one <laughs> a big scary bear lurking oh yes. one thing i did want to ask you because this mm -hmm. is the longest title Yes. What, what is the title in your mind? The Little Mouse, the Red Ripe Strawberry, and the Big Hungry Bear. So when you were a kid and you asked your parents to read this to you, you would say all of that? I think sometimes. Uh, it might have just been the Big Hungry Bear sometimes. It, it is the most accentuated part. That's what's on the, the it's also what's on the spine. I was, I was certainly aware of what the full title was, but I think sometimes it was just the big hungry bear. Gotcha. I just, I was definitely like, no kid is ever going to say that many words, words. on a title. Outro. The okay. outro is, join us. That was a great book. What a good time. Stop. I'm going to have to edit that mess out. <laughs> Oh. Annika, what book are we reading next week? Next week, we're going to read uh, Out and About, a collection of poems for, from Shirley Hughes. Engagement. Uh, tell us about the best strawberry you ever ate <laughs> on our Instagram. <laughs>
Uh, did, did you possibly read this book? And did you, when did you find out that the mouse was being horribly tricked? Tell us about your, ah, that's a better question. That's a, that's a better engagement than mine. <laughs> Tell us about your traumatic unraveling of when your book lied to you and you discovered, are there any books from your childhood that on a reread slightly older, you realize you had been terribly lied to and crushed your childhood dreams. Please share with us on our Instagram. <laughs> 